You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, literally wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media and editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with you all on this Monday, an exciting week for the Pelicans. We've got a lot to cover and we're going to be getting to it all. I want to start, though, with a couple of things from over the weekend. Luka Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks evening up their series with the Los Angeles Clippers 2-2 on a Bit of a miracle step back three point shot. I want to talk about Luca and some of the young players in the league. Then in the second segment, we're going to get into some Drew Holiday stuff because watching these playoffs make one thing abundantly clear. Basically, every team that's not a, considered a, a main title contender this year could really use Drew Holiday to elevate him to that status. Not necessarily surprising that, but we'll dive into it. And then thirdly, in the final segment, we are going to get into the coaching search, some other names, what's going on. Another team is expected to fire their head coach probably today. Maybe will have happened by the time you listen to this. Who's going to be on their list? All of that stuff and more in today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. All right, so Luka Doncic, and I posted this on Twitter after his game winner, which was a 135-133 win over the Los Angeles Clippers, even that series up at 2-2, and this is the two seed versus the seven seed, the Mavs being the seven seed, the Clippers being the two seed, the Clippers with Paul George, who looks terrible in the playoffs right now, and Kawhi Leonard, and all of their really, really good role players. That was a fun game, and it was just punctuated by the ridiculous game winner that Luka Doncic had, with only about six seconds left on the clock, more or less, after a really, really good foul by the Clippers when they had one to give, which the fact that they had one to give that late was pretty unbelievable in the first place, I think. He, they inbound the ball, he picks it up in the backcourt, does a, dribbles up, then takes a step back three for the win, which is a ballsy shot to take there in the first place. And just nails it. And this is a dude who's 21 years old, second year in the league, and he is a flat-out superstar. And I said, he's got to be a top-10 player in the league right now, right? And everyone's like, he's been that way for a while. And I don't know if going into the bubble, into the playoffs, if he actually was one of the top-10 guys in the league. We'd maybe do this as an experiment later on at some point. But he was on the outskirts looking in. He wasn't far. I don't think he's a top five player in the league just yet. And it also determines if you mean like in the moment, because Steph Curry probably doesn't count from this season, but otherwise we'd put him in the top five. But Luca, man, like his stat line uh, last night was ridiculous. 43 points, 13 assists, 17 boards. He did this on 58% shooting, four of 10 from deep, including that game winner. He's really good. The game winner worries me some because I worry about a guy like Lonzo Ball looking at that and being like, yes, step back threes. Let's do more of those as one of my cat, both my cats go nuts here. And I don't think that's what you want out of him. And I wonder if it like encourages others, but to have a lead guard with that much confidence in the clutch and Luca hadn't been good in the clutch like all year. The Mavs were almost as bad as the Pelicans were to see him come up in that spot. Be willing to take that shot, not defer, is exactly what you want to see out of the dude. It also highlights a little bit of the difference, I thought, between the Pelicans players 
in, the, in a team like the Dallas Mavericks. And they're not on the same level right now at all. You know, the Mavericks were looking like they were kind of a, a, they're a year or two up, up on the Pelicans and the Pels rebuild right now, though I don't think the Pels are as far behind as they could be. But having a guard, the creator, be your best player at times is so huge for an NBA team. Zion's got to get the ball in the clutch when he plays in the clutch, which has not been often, and can't necessarily create for himself. Though I think he'll actually be decent at some of that. Ingram can create for himself to a degree, right? Not to the degree that Luka necessarily can and do some of the things that Luka does. He can drive. I don't know if he can drive as well as Luka can, but he's a better shooter. And look at the difference on the missed three-point attempt that Brandon Ingram took against the Utah Jazz in the opening game. And then this game that Luka hit against the Los Angeles Clippers. You Luca just kind of did it all himself. It was more or less kind of a bit of a play drawn up for Ingram and then also the option for J.J. Redick, and he decided to shoot it. I like that he wants to shoot it because if that goes in, that conversation's different. Just a little bit different when it comes to your guard play, and I think this season, despite some really good things, we saw a lot of lackluster guard play from New Orleans, particularly in the half court. Now, this isn't necessarily half-court offense that you saw with the Dallas Mavericks, more or less just a guy hitting a shot, Right. It wasn't like they ran a play. It was just give Luca the ball, let him shoot it. Simple as that. A somewhat contested three-pointer on a step back to give himself a little bit more space. It's not like, unless you're Damian Lillard, that is not a high percentage look. But it kind of still shows you you need strong guard play. And you saw that too in the game between, in, in the late game between the Denver Nuggets and the Utah Jazz. Jamal Murray, 51 points or sorry, 50 points on the night, and then 51 for Donovan Mitchell. Those two dudes just dueling. Jamal Murray, 50 points on the night, 11 rebounds, 7 assists, 9 of 15 from deep, 8 of 31 from the field, 5 of 5 from the line. You had Donovan Mitchell in the win, 51 points on the night, 4 of 7 from deep, 15 of 27 overall, and then an absurd 17 of 18 from the free throw line. How, when was the last time we had a Pels guard shoot something like that? 94%, 95% from the free throw line or like any Pel doing that, right? That's kind of what you want to see on high volume. And that these are some of the skills and talents that you maybe need to look at and addressing and adding to this team as we get into this offseason. Last night in the NBA, it was very clear what uh, a little bit of the Pelicans here are missing and something they need to get. Not a 50-point score. Not a Luka Doncic. You can't just go out and get one of those, right? Unless you get very, very lucky. But some of the skills that are involved in that, a creator in the half court, guys who are just decent shooters at the free throw line, which had been a problem for New Orleans all of last season. Those are some of the things you need to get. Now, I want to go back to this Jazz game coming up here in the next segment, or Denver game, depending on how you want to look at it, and talk about that in conjunction to Drew Holiday, because... He would elevate teams to instant title contender status, and let's talk about it here coming up in a moment. Before we get to that, though, today's show is brought to you by CBDMD. It doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete, a stay-at-home parent, or you spend eight hours a day in an uncomfortable office chair. That part's me. Everyone needs a little bit of support to make it through the day. And luckily, our friends over at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. You know, like during a pandemic or when there's two hurricanes about to hit your city. 
CBD Freeze with Menthol is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient, easy-to-use roller or shareable squeeze tube. And CBD Recovery combines CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds and vitamin B6 to give you the support you need where it matters most. And to make it even easier to try this amazing duo of topicals and everything else CBDMD has to offer, they're offering our listeners 25% off, 25% off your next order when you use the promo code NBA at checkout. Once again, that's cbdmd.com, promo code NBA for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD oil products from CBDMD. Don't forget, subscribe to Locked On Pelicans wherever you get your podcast from. The only daily podcast breaking down all of the biggest topics you want to know about this team. It's going to be a lot of fun in this offseason. New head coach, maybe some roster turnover. Zion, Drew, who we're about to talk about, Brandon Ingram, all of the above. We've got a lot to talk about, and we're going to be covering it all here. So subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. All right, so Drew Holiday, this is uh, something that I think becomes very obvious. And like the, the statement I'm about to make and the topic we're about to cover is not some like deep, profound thing. You have a tier of title contenders, the Lakers, I don't know, maybe the Clippers, the Bucks. I'd throw the Toronto Raptors in there too, maybe the Houston Rockets as well. And then you have the next tier of teams in the playoffs that are like solid playoff teams, look like they could get out of the first round but aren't going to be a threat to win a title whatsoever, right? Then you have like the teams like the Brooklyn Nets who are just kind of happy to be there and are going to get bounced in the first round. You could probably put the Portland Trailblazers in that category too. So those teams that are in that second tier, the ones that are like solid playoff teams but not title contenders, obviously if you added a really good player to them, they probably, you know, go up a tier or at least to the top of their tier, right? Like again, this is not some deep profound thing that I'm saying. Put a really good player on a pretty good team, and that team becomes better in theory. Drew Holiday kind of fits that mold for so many of these teams when you watch them, right? The Denver Nuggets in that game against the Utah Jazz, anyone who could slow down a guy like Donovan Mitchell would be really, really useful. And they're banged up and they're missing some guys, but those guys weren't going to make a difference. They're bad on the defensive side of the ball. Drew Holiday would make a world of difference for them. I think if you put Drew Holiday on this Dallas, Dallas Mavericks team and let him play the two guard next to a guy like Luka Doncic, that team is scary good all of a sudden. And so when you look at Drew Holiday and just the skills that he is, it's not just like a shooter that you add that makes you a little bit better. It's a two-way player that can lock down opposing guards and at times wings and bigs too. And adding a guy like that onto almost all of these kind of also, not also ran teams, mid-tier teams the Miami Heat included, would be freakishly good. Those teams would really get elevated more so than if you added maybe any other available player. Bradley Beal will really help a team uh, and is going to give you more scoring than Drew Holiday does, but you've got to do it on both sides of the ball too. And when you look at what these teams are lacking, it is not offense. It's kind of everything else. And Drew Holiday gives you all of that everything else. And so that's why when I say this, Again, it's not some deep, you know, uh, brand new concept here, you know, the deep analysis you tune into Lockdown Pelicans for, but it's true, right? If you added Drew Holiday to these teams, more so than maybe a number of other players, they would be really, really good. So when you look at a team like the Denver Nuggets, who were rumored to be making a run at Drew Holiday, and they, and they were making a run at Drew Holiday and thought they were going to acquire Drew Holiday at the trade deadline, they probably need to offer a whole lot more here. I don't think 
that the Pelicans are really interested in what Denver has to offer. But Denver, who needs to, once they lose this next game and likely get knocked out, really needs to kind of think about their roster, where they are as a team, and maybe do some reshuffling. I don't think they go into a full-on rebuild and tear it down, but they really need to do something more than what they have. And maybe that means, you know, moving a lot of stuff for a guy like Drew Holiday. You build a package around... Michael Porter Jr., but I don't believe the Pelicans think that highly of Michael Porter Jr., and there's some questions internally there about in with the Pelicans about his health, but maybe that's changed a little bit given how good offensively he's looked in the playoffs so far. The problem is he just does not play any defense whatsoever and looks completely lost out there on the same level, maybe worse so than how Zion looks so lost. And that could potentially be a problem. Again, maybe they internally the Pelicans have changed their opinion on him but I don't think so. So I don't think they're really that interested in a package built around MPJ and a bunch of like picks in the 20s. That doesn't seem like enough for Drew Holiday. The Miami Heat are a team that really should almost try and move heaven and earth to get him. He would be so good there. And you look at them and it's just like, what what do you have to offer? Not a ton. Maybe some of these young guys, but some of their young guys that look good during the regular season aren't really like Kendrick Nunn's not playing right now. And so that makes you wonder, are they going to, they're not going to move Duncan Robinson, who's just a human flamethrower right now. Tyler Hero is a guy they really like, and I would like here in New Orleans. I just don't know if they're ready to kind of pull the trigger on that sort of move, but maybe it depends how the rest of the playoffs go for them. But there's a lot of these teams that should be really really looking at Drew Holiday to try and bring him in because that is how you become, this guy is how you become an instant title contender with the team that you already have. And you should probably try and go after that right now, especially because we don't know what salary is going to look like, free agency and all of that stuff next season. Having a guy under contract for at least one more year is a very good thing, I think, for those teams kind of maybe facing the unknown of what things will look like in the next couple of years. So they should try and move from Drew Holiday. I don't know if the Pelicans should trade Drew Holiday. I think you still want a guy like that here, but man, he is the missing piece for a number, a number of people, a number of teams. And yeah, we'll see if anything happens, but the offseason is going to be delayed. I don't think we're going to see that for a little bit at the very least. Before all of that, though, today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. Simply put, Built Bar is the best pr- tasting protein bar ever. They are new, improved, a new formula, new packaging, new flavors. I'm excited. I love the old ones. I would eat one Monday through Friday after a workout as a meal replacement for lunch. They're adding amazing new flavors like caramel brownie, cookies and cream, lemon almond cheesecake, among some others. These bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. They're soft. They're easy to chew, not chalk. You don't need to chug down a bottle of water after you eat one. Basically, it makes it seem like you're eating a candy bar, except it's good for you. These are great if you're trying to lose or maintain weight. If you just want to be a little bit more health conscious, they are low calorie, low sugar, High in protein, high in fiber, and great for the keto diet. You can get some that have 19 grams of protein and 180 calories, or 17 grams of protein and just 130 calories. And what's great is if you've ever used a promo code over at BuiltBar.com, they've reset it with the relaunch. You also get a free cooler with purchase while supplies last. So go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code Locked On, and you'll get $10 off your next order. That's promo code Locked On for $10 off over at BuiltBar.com. All right, the news you've been waiting for, the Pelicans coaching search stuff. So the big update is 
Well, there's no update. I told you there was going to be no update, right? Last week, they didn't do a whole lot. They were not reaching out to candidates to some large degree, maybe kind of kicking tires internally on who they want to reach out, but no significant outreach being done. So if you've heard a name rumored, like stop thinking about it. Probably this week as well, as they're working on a bunch of stuff internally. Some of the people in the front office were unavailable during this time. And other people are still in the bubble, right? So there's no real big update here. I've seen a lot of names rumored on Twitter, on other places. Like, like if anyone's telling you they got inside info, they don't right now because there isn't any to give. It's kind of simply put as that. So it'll get it'll pick up steam in the coming weeks. But again, this is something they're going to take their time on. They want to meet with people in person. They want to really get to know people and have David Griffin find the right relationship going forward for the way their front office runs, which gives more input to a coaching staff than maybe some coaching staffs like Alvin Gentry to a degree was used to. This front office does want to see certain lineups and combinations out there based on their internal data, analytics, thoughts, and they kind of give that to the coach and the coach has got to follow it to some degree, right? To some degree, though some operate uh, more autonomously, it's less so here. It's more of a collaboration in what they're doing. So you've got to find the right guy that's not going to chafe against that, which makes a lot of sense if that's how you're being run. So nothing's really moving on that just yet, but things in the coaching market really are going to start to pick up steam probably sooner rather than later. Brett Brown with the Philadelphia 76ers is likely going to be fired today, tomorrow, he might have been fired by the time you're listening to this. That definitely needed to happen. I've had someone, you know who you are, ask me about Brett Brown or ask a group about Brett Brown as coach for the Pels. I am out on that entirely. I wouldn't be shocked if he ended up going and coaching alongside Monty Williams in Phoenix if they bring him in as an assistant. But as a head coach in the Pelicans, I pass. I don't know if he's necessarily a very good head coach. Like You could do worse. You could end up with Jason Kidd, right? You could end up with Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson's not a name. I've heard linked to the team in any capacity whatsoever. So you could do worse for your head coach than Brett Brown. But I don't really think I'd be very excited about about Brett Brown. Just never seemed like he got the most out of that Philadelphia team that he had, right? Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, you know, there's been a lot of injuries there too, but it just doesn't seem like you've gotten the most out of it. The fact that Ben Simmons has never really developed an outside shot, and that's due to a number of factors, not just Brett Brown, but I mean, that's a bit of a bad mark on him as well, I think. So when you look at all of this stuff, like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of out on Brett Brown. There's a rumor now coming out from The Athletic that the Brooklyn Nets also want to target a guy like Ty Lue. We knew that. But also Greg Popovich. If Popovich is available, which like, come on, he's not going to be. Hell yeah, sign me up for one Greg Popovich here in New Orleans. That I think is a little bit ridiculous, but you're seeing teams really start to kind of ramp things up. There's going to be at least one more opening with the Sixers, maybe more, we'll see. And teams are going to want to start to fill these vacancies and get their head coach in working with their guys or at least starting to build all of that sooner rather than later. We don't know when next season is going to start, and it's likely not starting in 2021 or until 2021 which means you're going to have a long off season. You want your head coach getting as much time with these guys as possible, I would imagine. So things will start to get filled, I think. And 
you're now going to see another pretty intriguing opening. Jay Wright of Villanova is a name I've seen thrown out there too. Uh, I don't know how much to believe in all of that, but if he was ever going to make a leap to the pros, I think it would be this year where there's a lot of questions about when college basketball season is going to play, if college basketball season is going to play, and then a lot of the amateurism stuff in the NCAA after that too, right? These are some open questions about how things are going to be impacted at the collegiate level, just by some of the players realizing their power, finding their voices, and all of that. Maybe you just want to get rid of that. You know, you just don't want to deal with that and leave it all behind and come to the pros. And maybe he does. I'm sure Philly's going to kick the tires on him, being a local guy like that, too. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Pelicans do as well. Though I don't necessarily see that as being a likely thing. So... We're going to see where this goes, but now that the coaching market with the Sixers job, you know, a playoff team, maybe not as much of a title contender in theory as the Brooklyn Nets are with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, but still a very intriguing job, a team where you will go and you will have some success, maybe more pressure because of that, but still it's an intriguing job and that's going to have a lot of serious candidates. The Pelicans are going to be looking at too interested in that one. And if you can Offer the guy you want the job sooner before another team potentially offers him the job. Yeah, that can be an important move in making sure you get the guy that you want. So there we are. That's the update on the coaching search. Don't forget, subscribe to Locked On Pelicans wherever you get your podcast from. The only show here Monday through Friday, breaking down everything you want to know about the team. Big thank you to the sponsors of today's show, CBDMD. Use promo code Locked On over at CBDMD.com. Go to BuiltBar.com. Uh, Bilt use promo code Locked On to get $10 off your order and a free cooler. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. That's going to do it for this show, and I'll be back with you all tomorrow. Stay safe and dry during this time, too.